Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special Thanksgiving week live presentation of The Rob Manus Show. And I'm Rob Manus, and I'm glad to have you with us. You are not going to want to miss this show. I will be rebroadcasting it next Tuesday at my regularly scheduled time because this is some of the most important information that American citizens need to hear and have needed to hear for more than five or six years. So let's get right to it. Yep, the Hunter Biden laptop is now real, according to the corporate media. For 13 months of the last year, an organization called Marco Polo Nonprofit research group comprised of six men from across the U.S. dedicated to exposing corruption and blackmail has been writing a comprehensive report on the Biden laptop and the crimes it contains. The report is finished. It's been sent to members of the U.S. House and Senate, U.S. attorneys for the jurisdictions in which the Bidens and their associates committed crimes, state and local law enforcement, and for good measure, every contact on the Biden laptop which includes all of Hunter's classmates at Archmere Academy and a portion of the current White House staff. The report's pretty simple, but it's dense. 630 pages, 2,020 footnotes, and it's broken up neatly into seven sections with the biggest focus being related on business-related crimes. Those are some of the introductory words on this week's guest substack about the report. As we always do, we bring you the primary source of the founder of Marco Polo, Garrett Ziegler is here to discuss the report that is driving media and government mad reaction right now, every single day. Garrett, welcome to the Rob Mena Show. How are you? Thank you very much, Rob. I appreciate you having me on. I'm doing fine. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us, Garrett. Uh, and uh, the first thing I want to give you the opportunity uh, to do is tell our viewers, and we, ha- we have about 500,000 folks that have access to our live stream. Uh, let them know what is Marco Polio and uh, Marco Polo and uh, where did you guys come from? Yeah, it really started in the 2020 election fraud uh, investigations. So I worked for a gentleman named Peter Navarro in the White House. And through that, uh, what I call a soft coup with Chinese characteristics, I got to know a group of guys who were excellent uh, open source intelligence researchers. We have, we have two PIs that, that work with us every day, but this is really a group that scours public records. You know, living in 2022, among the, the pleasantries of having, you know, indoor plumbing, the vast amount of data that is available to anybody with an internet connection and a reasonable IQ is insane. And so we saw an opportunity to come together after the 2020 election fraud to really produce this uh, comprehensive dossier on the Biden laptop. And we knew it wasn't going to be done by the House committees because the majority mm-hmm. wasn't with the Republicans. And so we thought, you know, what better way than spend the next two years during an illegitimate presidency to chronicle in a methodical fashion all of the crimes. And we for sure have Joe on six felonies. And it's just from the evidence on the laptop. And so I wanted to get into those today. I really appreciate you having me on. Our report's just about crimes. There's a small section on just degeneracy. It is appalling. It goes from the top down. The whole family is is addicted to drugs and, and, and alcohol. It's, it's a mess. But the large portion of the reports on crimes, we found 459 of them. Yeah, I just mentioned the business crimes, but uh, you have a section on each uh, category of crime yeah. uh, that includes sex crimes and drug crimes uh, and, and those kind of things. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. pretty amazing. You know, 
Well, Hunter, Hunter, you know, Hunter's daddy was instrumental in instituting mandatory minimums for the differences between crack and powder cocaine. And you would think, based on Joe's insistence, that anybody who uh, consumes crack cocaine get five years in the pen, that Hunter would snort powder cocaine. But no, mm-hmm. ironically, Hunter, uh, Hunter loved. He loved the exact form of cocaine that Joe put blacks away for for decades. And so what we do is we prove that Hunter was not only consuming and, 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 uh, and ingesting these narcotics, but he was also dealing in them as well. Hunter also violated the Mann Act. It's M-A-N-N-A-C-A-T, the exact statute that put Ghislaine Maxwell in the pen for 20 years along with R. Kelly. And so the very thing that Joe uh, – campaigns on and talks about in public his mm-hmm. own family is doing that in private and it's an, an astonishing display of hypocrisy and irony and we we had to get it out and, and fit you know there's something about having a physical report mm-hmm. that even the left wing wasn't wasn't going to debunk we have we've not had yeah. one hater from the left even talk about our report yeah it's pretty interesting uh, i noticed the breaking in the media today that cbs has finally recognized uh now that your report is out, that uh, the Hunter, Blap- uh, Hunter Biden laptop is real uh, and not a Russian disinformation operation. Can you imagine well, that? Well, it's it's sad because I emailed Catherine Harridge, Harridge, the person who broke the story, who in normal times I would have respect for. I emailed her back in January saying, we have an insider at J.P. Morgan, which we still do, that had given us three suspicious activity reports that feature prominently in our report. And I said, this needs to get out. Can we run with this story? Uh, and I'll work with anybody who's fair-minded. I'll work with any liberal ever who wants yeah. to talk about this because it's blatant. Now, leftists, their vision is clouded, and they'll never work with me. But I, Catherine, being a liberal, I wanted to work with her. And now, just after the Republicans take control of the House, here is their pathetic limited hangout saying, you know, everything that, that Marco Polo has been talking about and, and Steve Bannon has been talking about and a couple of other people have been talking about, it's all true. And you know what? I, I learned of you, Rob, back in 2020 when you interviewed the uncle of J.P. MacIsaac, Ron yeah. Scott. That was Ron a phenomenal Scott, interview. That is cited in our report. I didn't know if you catch that footnote of yours, but you're cited in the report in the footnotes. And I didn't even know you then when I was writing the report <laughs> uh, personally. But that was a great interview yeah. you did. Going off of that with Catherine Harris, there's another side story to this that not a lot of people know about. And I think it's, it's critically important now that mm-hmm. CBS has done their limited hangout. We tried to approach the attorney for J.P. MacIsaac. I have a ton of respect for J.P., and what he did was heroic. We wouldn't even be here if he it weren't for J.P. MacIsaac. However, his attorney refused to work with us, even sent me a cease and desist letter in May after we published BidenLaptopEmails.com, uh, which is just astounding. I don't, think, I don't know if J.P. knows this, but his attorney, who finally went on the record with CBS, uh, is, should, he finally did with CBS what he should have been doing with me for a year ago, which is providing information. We sought information mm-hmm. from JP's attorney so much, and he, being sort of a quasi-liberal, only now went to CBS and Catherine Harridge. It's really unfortunate. It's a, part of this story that's not gotten out there yet is JP's bad representation. He's a phenomenal guy, but his yeah. attorney doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Well, uh, hopefully he'll see this, or, yes. or uh, Colonel Ron Scott, a retired, will see this, uh, my friend and, uh, and his uncle. That yes. uh, uh, that uh, I interviewed, and I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because now I'm going to take that link to that show, and I'm going to tweet that out at CBS and say, "Where have y'all been?" Uh, oh, I, I and I can share this. my email traffic yeah. with them. I was very cordial. I wanted to work with them in January. There's mm-hmm. been a few Democrats across across the country at the state level who see how bad this is. I 
I'm embarrassed to say I'm blanking on the name, but there was a House candidate for a state house in this election cycle that said what Hunter was doing was disgusting. And remember, it's not just Hunter. It's Joe. Joe was overseeing this. He instituted uh, as his bag man a known crack addict. Mm-hmm. So he put he put Hunter in all these situations where he knew he would fall off the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about uh, today, Garrett, is because you guys did such a phenomenal job with this, the information on this uh, and putting the report together. Uh, you really take take a person through it in a common sense way. And uh, one of the sections that really intrigued me because, you know, you and I, we, we've been looking at this. So so I recognize some of the pictures and the names and uh, and those kind of things. But you have a whole section on the accomplices. Uh, the accomplices for Hunter Biden, uh, which really is the accomplices for Joe Biden. And I think Hunter is the number one accomplice. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm really interested in the crimes that Joe Biden uh, is guilty of. And I want to get to that in a second. But uh, speak to some of the accomplices, uh, the highlights of that accomplice section for for a minute. uh, So the audience just has has a really good understanding of just how broad and deep this is. It's a good point. And I can't take credit for this analogy, but JR on our team came up with this, which is we think the Biden laptop is a Rosetta Stone of political corruption. What do I mean by that? It's a translation tool. If you see somebody in the news today, from Anthony Blinken to Victoria Newland to um, so many characters that surround Joe and have for years, from Ted Kaufman, all these people feature in this report because they're in the laptop. And what it is, along with being a Rosetta Stone, you know, the Rosetta Stone helped people understand ancient languages. And before that, they couldn't. It's really its own separate universe. Hunter, through all the correspondence we read, and I went through all 129,000 emails, he's not really that sharp. I mean, this is a guy who I never saw him touch Excel. I don't think he could put together a pivot table. He knows nothing about private equity, not a thing. He couldn't even do long division. And so there were other people enabling this along the way. The most prominent we put in his fixtures section, Rob Walker, Eric Schwerin, Mel Monzak, who's been Joe Biden's power of attorney since 1987. Mel Mm -hmm. Monzak knows where all the bodies are buried in Delaware. He signs things for Joe. Joe Joe doesn't even take care of his own insurance. That's Mel Monzak's job. Mel Monzak has never even been talked about, really. Mm-hmm. Except we go into him in three three whole pages in this report, so we really give granularity that's not that wouldn't have come out but for Hunter's laptop. If we didn't have Hunter's laptop, we wouldn't have known all that Mel Bonzac did. I mean, Hunter yeah. at the same time that he's requesting seventy five thousand dollar wires from his dad Joe after he got out of office, Mel's wiring Hunter that money, and then Hunter blows it on hookers and booze. At the same time, he's sitting on Burisma's board. And so the granularity is key. You mentioned uh, how Eric Schwerin has not been indicted, either in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, the District of of Columbia, Mm -hmm. is beyond me. His hands are all over. It's a very good question. Eric Schwerin is a longtime associate of the Biden family. Hunter met him in the late 1990s at the Department of Commerce. Eric Schwerin went to the University of Pennsylvania. Eric Schwerin has been contacted by the House committee many, many times, although they got his address wrong. I'm sort of embarrassed by that last Thursday. Eric Schwerin is instrumental to all of Hunter's grift. He is the brains behind the operation. Kathleen Biden said in her book 
that Eric Schwerin, quote, handled every aspect of the family's finances. Eric Schwerin and Joe Biden shared bank accounts. Eric Schwerin deposited checks on Joe Biden's behalf and then sent money to Hunter. Eric Schwerin visited the White House 19 times during Joe Biden's vice presidency. He knows everything about the family. He knows about Hunter's addictions, etc. If there's a real investigation to take place in the Congress, he has to be one of their first targets. Make him come in and plead the fifth. He must be subpoenaed. He's the number one accomplice I would go for, along with Jeff Cooper, who's about 45 minutes from me. I'm in Effingham, Illinois right now. It's a small town okay. there, south of Chicago. Jeff yeah. Cooper lives in Edwardsville. Jeff Cooper is instrumental going back to the early aughts. He was an asbestos litigator and sent work Bo Biden's way at the very same time Joey was in the Senate blocking asbestos litigation reform. It's mm. unreal. And so Eric Schwerin not only committed um, – tax fraud with Hunter and was aiding and abetting him, Eric Schwerin backdated documents to the SEC. And this is one of the things me and me and Jack Maxey, uh, former co-host for Steve Bannon's show, have gone 12 mm-hmm. rounds. We disagree on a lot, but I will give Jack Maxey credit for one thing. He has brought attention to the SEC backdating documents or to, to Eric Schwerin backdating documents to the SEC. That has put other people in the pen for years. And we really? have, yes, yeah. we have, we have, we uh, have, evidence that they did this in january of 2019 they're like we need to make this agreement effective as of december 31st and so and but guess what hunter's assistant katie dodge her husband conway dodge was a he was the head of the division of enforcement at the sec at the same Mm -hmm. time that all of hunter's partners got indicted by the sec except hunter and so Devin Archer's in there too, along with Eric Schwerin. But you know, our report's not meant to be read in one sitting. I've never heard of right. anybody reading it in one sitting. It took me a year to write it. Um, it one of my one of my uh, supporters and dear volunteers, Margo Pool, says she read it in about seventy two hours, um, and <laughs> didn't stop. Fast. That's pretty fast for that big of a dossier. So we expected to be on yeah. her, we expected to be on somebody's coffee table, and then if they see anybody in the news, like say Jack Smith, the mm. former special counsel for. For Merrick Garland, search his name in the laptop. See if it comes up. BidenLaptopEmails.com. Everybody you see in the news today, from Victoria Newland on, who's starting the coup in Ukraine and all the all the all the false flags, they're going to be there in that laptop. And if they aren't, somebody they know is. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, uh, you also mentioned several Chinese nationals. Yes. Uh, throughout the report, uh, and I believe a few in the accomplice uh, section. Uh, uh, now, I've always thought and continue to believe that uh, Joe Biden is compromised by the Chinese Communist Party uh, for th- for various reasons. Financial is a big one. Uh, did you guys see that thread uh, fairly well documented on the laptop? Yes, and this is one area where the Senate Republicans in 2020 really helped us out. In our announcement video in August of 2021 announcing our project and our new nonprofit that has been approved magically by the IRS. I don't know how they didn't corruptly block that. <laughs> but they have they've the, the Senate Republicans Grassley and Johnson have zeroed in on CEFC and they're very wise to do so because the Chinese nationals that you allude to, Patrick Ho, Ye Jingming, by the way, Ye Jingming, who is the quote-unquote chairman of CEFC, which has been bankrupt and is no longer mm-hmm. – it's a defunct company. Right. He hasn't been seen since March of 2018. And mm-hmm. so there are sort of dead ends there, meaning I called the – I called a painting contractor who <laughs> – back up a little bit. Ye Jingming has not been seen since March of 2018. However, his wife 
Yukin Ye is still in New York City and his chi- his children still attend these Tony prep schools. So mm. I called a painting contractor who was suing the LLC that owns one of Ye's penthouse apartments in New York to try to get a hold of his wife. Say, where is Ye? What's happening to him? This sure. guy is so important to the U.S. president. What What's going on? And I couldn't get through. The attorney in New York who's suing the LLC that owns the penthouse wouldn't work with me. So we faced sort of obstacles like that all along the way. But Ye Jingming is a key figure. Patrick Ho, Hunter committed money laundering by not – by first of all, he represented Patrick Ho in his legal case in which he got convicted of FCPA and money laundering charges. Mm. But he didn't even do anything. He didn't spend a day in jail. He didn't spend a day in court or anything. Uh, on Patrick Ho's behalf. And because he wasn't acting as, as his attorney, he then can't claim the legal exemption. He's in a catch-22 situation with FARA. Hunter laundered a million dollars based on his illegal representation of Patrick Ho, a foreign principal. And it's really an astonishing story. The Republicans are, are, are chiseling at it. They're almost there. What mm-hmm. our report is, is just a roadmap. Say, this is all, this is the evidence of criminality we've uncovered. These are the people you need to subpoena. Tangential to, to your question, because he's a Chinese national, although he has a Hong Kong passport and he's a permanent resident of the United States, is a guy named Gong Win Dong, and he goes by Kevin. You know, they all take English sure. names that you look at him and you're like, you know, you don't look like a Sarah, but okay. He sure, takes yeah. it, the name Kevin. Uh, he's still in the States. He unloaded his mansion in on Long Island last July. 12 Foxwood Road, Great Necks, right by the Merchant Marine Academy. I know you oh, were in okay, the military. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, yeah, he was Chairman Ye's guy on the ground. Gong Wen Dong needs to be subpoenaed along with another fixer named Mervyn Nian. All of these gentlemen are accomplices in at least one federal felony. And it hasn't been disputed yet. Uh, I'm not surprised it hasn't been disputed <laughs> because I think it's true. <laughs> it's insane. Well, you'd you know, think that you, uh, and, you and these say. guys are all uh, tied to either the People's Liberation yeah. Army or or the CCP uh, on the on the business side, uh, and because all companies and all corporate entities, whether they're a human being or or, a, or <laughs> an organization, are tied to one of those Chinese communist entities. Uh, from what I've learned over the last five or six oh, years, great, especially. It's a great point. And let's say there's a liberal watching this program today and says, you know what? I don't want to take Garrett's word for it. Okay, we'll take the U.S. government's word for it. The U.S.-China Security Review Commission named the China Association for International Friendly Contact, KFIC, a front organization for the People's Liberation Army. Ye Jingming, who is the chairman of CEFC, who Hunter called his partner, and who Hunter mm-hmm. was his first guest, according to Hunter, at his penthouse apartment in New York City. He was the he was the uh, sec- deputy secretary general of the Shanghai branch of that. It can't, think about all the lies they made about uh, about Russia and Trump, my former yeah. boss's boss. All the lies. Right. That connection alone with the Asian Ming should should inspire a FARA violation. That alone. But they were saying Trump Trump was at an event in 2011 with somebody who has ties to the Kremlin. It's not, it's like four degrees. And then yeah. we have the, 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 the double standard is breathtaking. Everything they accuse Trump of doing with Russia, the Bidens have done with China times five. And we have all this yeah. paper trail. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned FARA a couple times, just for folks understanding. FARA is F-A-R-A. It's the Foreign Agent Registration Act. It's what they got uh, campaign manager Paul Manafort on, and, and Paul Manafort was Trump's uh, campaign strategist for a little while. 
and, and they actually convicted him on that. Uh, one of the first, I think, one or two convictions ever under that law uh, since it's come into being. Uh, and uh, if you read this report, now, if Paul Manafort <laughs> deserved it for the liberals out there. I like the way you talk to the liberals, uh, Garrett. <laughs> uh, for you liberals out there, if you don't believe it, uh, take a look at uh, what Manafort was convicted of and then compare it and contrast it to what the documentation in this report is showing about Hunter Biden's and Joe Biden's involvement, don't you think? It's I. You're the first person that I've spoken with this report about to mention this in an interview. It's the supreme irony. You know, the Greek tragedians always liked to have somebody's demise be ironic, mm-hmm. and it, it's exactly that. I, based on the indictment alone and the trial transcripts that I've read, Manafort probably did violate the Foreign Agents Registration Act. However. It is supremely ironic for Manafort to be held as the – by the way, even if he was guilty of FAR violations, the time period that they got him on was way outside the quote-unquote purview of Robert Mueller. It was right. had, had nothing to do with the 2016 election, and yet Robert Mueller's mandate from Rod Rosenstein, another beauty, was to investigate the 2016 election, and Manafort's stuff had nothing to do with that. So even if Manafort did violate the FARA, it was an illegal indictment based on the special counsel. Now, if the District of Columbia U.S. attorney wanted to bring Manafort on charges mm-hmm. for FARA, that would make more sense. But that's, that's spilt milk under the bridge now. It's just you make a great point that the exact thing they got Manafort for – uh, illegally, based on the purview, was the uh, of the Mueller investigation, the exact thing that Hunter and his accomplices is. Now, the smoking gun, if you will, because I know the news media likes smoking guns, mm-hmm. Eric Schwerin uh, says that they were, quote, worried about this so much, meaning the FARA. So mm-hmm. if Hunter's defense is that he didn't know he was breaking the law, which is a ridiculous defense, if I go out and, you know, uh, you know, murder somebody or steal their car. I didn't know that you, you can't just claim ignorance, right. but even if he does do that, it's going to be false because there's prior, uh, there's a prior paper trail showing that Eric Schwerin and Hunter worried about enforcement of the FARA going back to 2010, January of 2010. So this was their business model. This influence peddling scheme, their business model was to violate the FARA and they were, and you know, another thing, Rob, that most people don't realize is the Obama administration, the DOJ OIG in 2016 released a report saying that the FARA enforcement's really lax. The FBI agents don't even know about the statute, and if they do, they're confused about its application. So the exact statute that Joe's daddy's admin said they didn't know was the exact one that Hunter was violating. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're not the first person I've heard say that about the FBI not really understanding FARA and it's not really enforced or, or any of the other law enforcement agencies at the federal level. Uh, uh, there was discussion of that when the Mueller investigation was going on. And that yeah. just tells me that it's not really been used before uh, because people don't take it seriously. But it's, it's also one of the easiest laws to comply with, isn't it? So you don't get in trouble? Well, and we make that point in the report. It's... It's not that these relationships are illegal in and of themselves. You just have mm-hmm. to declare that you have them. The yeah. bar is so low. The bar is mere disclosure, and that's why I agree with the steep penalties. You can get five to ten years in the pen depending upon how much money you laundered because of the illegal representation, meaning everything that Hunter made 
from Burisma, which is a clear FARA violation. We have six different instances of Burisma FARA violations. Mm-hmm. All the fees, the $166,000 monthly insurance premium that Zlachevsky paid to Rosemont Seneca Bohai, which was split between Devin Archer and Hunter Biden, all of those funds can be seized because they were they were gained through specified unlawful activity, which they did with Manafort. The original indictment with Manafort said, "We're going to take your we're going to take your mansion on Long Island." We get all your assets, and we get your brownstone in Brooklyn. So I would love Hunter's beachside estate in Malibu to be seized uh, because yeah. it's just – justice has to happen. It's so blatant in this case with Joe being with Joe being the chairman of the operation. Not my words, but Hunter's. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, a lot of people on the right that are pay, have paid attention to this case uh, – uh, know know who this guy is. Uh, Tucker Carlson's interviewed and Tony Bobolinsky. Yes, uh, he's in the report, obviously. Uh, and, and in the emails, uh, <laughs> when you guys put the emails up, you know the emails that he said were real are are there. Uh, and uh, and it's clear that if con- if the congressional hearing committees don't call him, uh, they're they're really going to be committing uh, a, a disingenuous act, in my opinion, if they don't, because. I mean, he says quite bluntly that he met with Joe Biden, that Joe Biden was in charge. Uh, it was very clear to him. And, and this is a guy that was in inside one of the businesses, right? Yep, exactly. The CEFC deal, because we don't have access to the cash transactions, right? We have a lot, mm-hmm. we have a lot of access to the electronic transactions because they're an ink. But right. a lot of the cash that Hunter gave to his dad throughout his life, which he admitted to do so to Naomi, who just got married at the White House, was under the table. It was paying for his bills. It was paying for his phone bill, paying for his home repairs, all this stuff. But mm-hmm. with CEFC, we can, get, we can get Joe on conspiracy to violate the FARA. It's clear as day because Joe talked about the business with Bobolinsky in the Beverly Hilton Hotel on May 3rd, 2017. And not one reporter has the kahunas to ask him that. Not even under oath. They don't. They need to get very specific with him. Joe, were you at the Beverly Hilton with Tony Bobolinsky? Were you talking about CFC? I'm not a reporter, so I just try to feed it to them on yeah. a silver platter. I text the White House pool reporter every single day. I'm on the pool reports with mm-hmm. our report. Not one of them has responded to me. Not one <laughs> single time. No, nobody really wants to touch it. I, I, the, even if I'm abrasive, even if you hate me personally, which I don't know why you would because I'm mm-hmm. fair to all, but even if you hate me personally – the report stands on itself. I don't even mention my name's not mentioned in the report. It's a it's an amalgamation of six guys' work. I'm not the mm-hmm. subject of it. That's why I agree. But Bobolinsky is the is is one of the key witnesses because he was there, and he should he should uh, you know testify under oath. I'm just a right. I'm just a a, a a bystander looking at how egregious this is. Yeah, and it is egregious. I mean, I mean, Garrett, take us through. Yes. Uh, before we get to some of the salacious stuff, uh, uh, on the business crimes, uh, is my assumption correct that that's where the Joe Biden linkages are going to be documented? Totally. That's the uh, only section that we can uh, for sure get him on. And for us to say that something was a crime, we had two pieces of corroborating evidence. Yeah. Because J- Joey's whole family loves the term plausible deniability. It's what Jimmy Biden said to Tony Bobolinsky on May 4th, 2017, after he met with Joey. And so we wanted to cut that off at the knees because if it's one piece of evidence, they can say, well, you know, that was just 
I didn't know what I was meaning in that email. So, there, so we said, no, 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 no. It's got to be two pieces of evidence. And the business crimes for Joe are uh, very simple. Can you simple. take us through a few of those? Very, I, there's yes. probably more than we can do in, in, in 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah, no, but, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great point. On page, um, for anybody following along at home, the business crimes, business-related crimes start on page 52. And we go through, there, there's a four-column four uh, chart, right? Mm-hmm. When, where, who, what? The five, you know, four of the five W's is it's essential for any investigation. With right. Joe, we have tax evasion multiple times, and the reason why we are so sure about this is because Joe released his tax returns as VP and didn't declare these gifts from Hunter as income. Oh, okay. So Hunter was giving him tens of thousands of dollars a year, and it's mm-hmm. it's all right there. It's it's a a, a a beach retaining wall. So to get very specific. For your for your viewers, let's go. You know, um, June fifth, twenty ten. There's an email from Eric Schwerin about Joe's account and how he and so get this. Hunter's business partner and the sitting VP shared a bank account, which was capitalized by Hunter's firm, which was in part funded by foreign oligarchs. And Eric is admitting to Hunter and Joe that he's going to pay bills for Joe out of that joint bank account. It's tax oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know even how that maybe they maybe they went under the table even more because the account, by the way, was held at Wilmington Trust Bank, which is now defunct. Hmm. The district of attorney or, or the district of Delaware U.S. attorney David Weiss, the same person investigating Hunter, mm-hmm. prosecuted Wilmington Trust Bank for bank fraud in the billions of dollars. That's where their account was held. So something made me think this is a speculation. Uh, for your viewers, this is my speculation. It's not in the report. Yeah. That they had a wink, wink, hush, hush agreement at Wilmington Trust for Joe's account. So, mm-hmm. so again, that account was capitalized, paid for Joe's personal gifts. There is another one where Hunter, over a eight-year period, paid for paid for Joe's. This wasn't declared on Joe's taxes, uh, tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- paid for Joe's cell phone bill over twenty-five thousand dollars over an eight-year period. That second iPhone, we even put the number in the report for the Congress to subpoena the records. I saw that. That, that second iPhone is it's going to be full of the calls with Victor Shokin. It's going to be it's going to have so much intel on the Ukrainian stuff. Even if they don't have the mm-hmm. audio versions, they'll know who Joe called, when, and for how long. And that is, by the way, that's completely unsecured. The few times I saw the president, President Trump's private phone it was completely mm-hmm. hardened it was issued by the secret service specifically um secret service slash waka white house communications agency right there is no evidence that this second phone line that hunter paid for via at&t for joe ha- was secure at all it was probably bugged by all these foreign powers probably all five eyes had those calls like get shoken out he's investigating burisma you know he he opened the investigation mm-hmm. again so we think that's huge and if you still look yeah. at it today, if you look at the White House Flickr account and look at pictures of Joe Biden, he still to this day has two iPhones with him. I guarantee you one is from Waka, which he uses to call uh, staffers, and one mm-hmm. is a straight line to Hunter. Hunter, and Joe, Hunter admitted in December of 2018 that he was his father's closest advisor. They, they talk every day. That's what Joe says, not me. So to this day, a crack addict who uh, sold his family's name and influence peddled is talking to the president every day. It'd be one thing if you had like an Amy Carter situation where the daughter's smoking dope at Brown and has nothing to do with politics mm-hmm. and sort of like sure. a, a hippie. We yeah. wouldn't touch her. But yeah. no, Hunter to this day has has access to his dad 
and advises him on the matters of state. Which well, is his dad, his dad did say he's the smartest man he's ever known, didn't he? If it's, I remember correctly. Yeah, and from, from a pure intellectual capacity, and it's so pathetic, you'd think Joe would take a nuanced position. Say, you know, all you right-wingers, we have evidence for it. He'd say, you have no evidence that I that I had Shokin fired for my son. We do have evidence for it based on Vadim Pizarski's emails. But nevertheless, he takes untenable positions. Joe took two positions that are just ridiculous. Hunter's the smartest person he knows from a pure intellectual mm-hmm. capacity, which is hilarious and number yeah. two he, he said he never spoke to his family about their overseas business dealings not just hunters but jimmy's as well that is completely <laughs> contradicted by both joe or well joe too in the text messages but jimmy and hunter so you would yeah. think joe would take more middle of the road positions but he takes position and that's by the way that's how you know he's backed up against a corner have you have you ever yeah. accused like a kid of stealing a cookie and he's like you know what how could you ever say that i would do such a thing he gets really really defensive he because he knows he's guilty that's the yeah. same thing joe does it's hilarious to me because it's just like psychology 101 he takes such an untenable position which makes you know he's lying yeah uh, uh, garrett <laughs> one of our viewers tammy roberts is asking what does cfc stand for i think she means cefc uh yep. can you just lay that out for yeah it's viewers? a very good question it stands for china energy fund committee and yeah. there's so much lost in translation between the Sino and and uh, sign you know Sinos and Americans. It basically is was a Chinese oil conglomerate right. that was formed in the 2000s. And by 2015, when all this was going down, when Hunter was planning to go into business with them, uh, he by the way he was conspiring to violate the FAR before his daddy got out of office. He just wanted to ink the deal after Joe was out of office so he could wipe his hands and say, "Hey, look, he is my daddy ain't the VP anymore." Yeah, that company has went tits up, completely bankrupt. It was it was basically getting faulty loans. These are my these are from the bankruptcy proceedings. These aren't this isn't my opinion. CFC was getting faulty loans from uh, state backed banks, and what I mean by faulty loans is the collateral that they said they were getting uh, mm-hmm. that they were putting up for the loans was sham. They they inflated their assets. They they cooked their books, and their prime mission was to spe- spread the Belt and Road Initiative and be a quote unquote private company front for the Chinese Communist Party. That was laid out in government reports. It's insane. Uh, that that is insane because I mean what you just said are acts of fraud, which are illegal in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, illegal to the point where you know people it, it fraud, fraud fraudulently. Putting forward things in the finance world, uh, people are constantly being investigated and charged with that kind of crime, and and you know, and it's people that that are big names quite often, you know, and, and they don't get any. Nobody holds back from most of them, uh, but it seems like, you know, well, it's not. It seems like it is Garrett. The law enforcement at all levels, from all types, uh, in all directions, whether it's the SEC enforcement or the FBI, are not doing their jobs when it comes to this family. From what I've read it's, in this report, it's a it's a I, it's a great point, and I would love somebody to read. The, I would love for somebody to try to read their support and not come away with that conclusion because there's so many declared conflicts of interest. How Conway Dodge did not recuse himself on the Indian bond fraud investigation, which 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 is putting Hunter's buddy Devin Archer in the pen for a year and a day. How when 
Conway Dodge's wife was Hunter's personal executive assistant, Katie Dodge, is beyond me. That's that's codified in federal regulations. If you have a personal relationship with someone, you can't be involved in the investigation. You must right. recuse yourself. That's on page seven of our report talking about Nick McQuay. Nick, this is a this is a whole other story, and this involves Joe. So I, I'm going to focus on that. Nick McQuaid. Yeah, let's run with that for a second. Nick, yeah, Nick McQuaid, folks. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to remember this name. He was the deputy head of the criminal division. And by the way, I was in D.C. last week talking with uh, congressional investigators, and they they know all about Ken Polite, who was the uh, who was the head of the criminal division. And I saw him out at dinner, just having a good old time. There's Ken Polite, not investigating Hunter Biden, but uh, mm-hmm. so Nick McQuaid was the underling to Ken Polite, and Nick McQuaid didn't recuse himself from the Hunter Biden investigation. And why does this matter? Why is this important? Well, because Nick McQuaid was former law partners and argued cases with. Hunter's personal attorney, Chris Clark, who's a white-collar investigations attorney out of the New York office of Latham and Watkins. And why does this stink even more than what I just – by the way, that's a federal crime. That's a, that's breaking yeah. federal regulations for McQuaid not to recuse himself. Just last week, McQuaid went back to Latham and Watkins. So McQuaid goes to the DOJ on day one, January 21st, 2021. Joe installs McQuaid as the deputy head of the criminal division. His son's uh, – Call the the colleague to his son's personal attorney, mm-hmm. and then right before the elections on November first, there's a proud press release from Latham and Watkins saying Nick McQuaid is going to go back and work on white collar enforcement issues, <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan Sue, who by the way was in the White House Counsel's office and okayed the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Jonathan Sue went back to Latham and Watkins earlier this month, and he was the lawyer who pinned the letter to the National Archives saying that Joe Biden, which was fraudulent, uh, mm-hmm. waived the executive privilege from the documents. It wasn't his to waive, but regardless, uh, that was Jonathan Sue's doing. So now you have two people, by the way, Latham and Wal- all these white shoe firms are most, most of them are thoroughly corrupt. But Latham Watkins in particular, I would love to get into a defamation suit with Chris Clark. I would I am praying that that happens because I will I will rake them over the coals with all the evidence on the Biden laptop that Nick McQuaid broke a federal law. And so Latham Watkins are the current fixers because people always comment on my stuff all the time. Garrett, this is this is thorough. But what you said uh, transpired in 2013. Well, here's a I'll answer them by saying here's a very contemporary thing. Go to go to lw.com, look up mm-hmm. Nicholas McQuaid, look at his his past position, and tell me he's not laundering info back to Chris Clark, Hunter's attorney, about the investigation into Hunter. It's all it's 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 a joke. No I sent yeah. it to his entire family, our recent Substack about this. No nobody will talk to me. Nobody will even deny it. <laughs> and that is interesting because usually uh the denials uh are are uh, are prolific. Uh, oh, there. And this kind of stuff comes out. And you mentioned this. I went long on that last answer, but you had a great question about, you know, when uh, have, if you ever visit Yellowstone, you know that when oxen are threatened, they put the, the little ones in. A, they literally circle. The, they put the little mm-hmm. one in the middle and all the oxen circle to protect the young one. That yeah. is basically the best analogy I can think of with Hunter Biden. He is the most protected individual on the American left right now. Look at the Pavlovian dog-like response of CBS, ABC, NBC, and all of the former spooks who wrote the bogus letter on on, uh, October 19th, 2021. Everybody is circling the wagons or the – every oxen on the left is circling around Hunter Biden. 
it's so pathetic to watch and really a thing of anthropology. I mean, have it, you ever seen that quick of a response to protect someone? Absolutely not, uh, especially from the United <laughs> States government. I mean, <laughs> but they did. Uh, uh, it's almost as if they were ready for it. You know, yeah, like, they, like they getting the 50 former intelligence officials who, who all should should have their security clearances permanently revoked uh, at a minimum and be investigated for election tampering. It's uh, a great point. Uh, we we tagged them on election. Twitter. We finally got on Twitter after Musk bought it, and uh, we haven't got kicked off yet. And we tagged each of those people that had a Twitter account. Not one of them even responded. Yeah, what uh, is your Twitter account? Marco Polo... 501c3. Yep. Marco Polo 501c3. And okay. very, we just, we just uh, started it. We, we don't have very many followers right now. It's about 3,500. We're hoping to get that up, but we okay. had not been on Twitter. I, I really like what Musk is doing so far, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're going to be talking about it up there. We're going to, you know, again, the report has no genitalia in it. There's a lot of genitalia in the laptop. He considered himself an amateur porn star. Again, not my words. He actually had a Brazilian woman named Francesca Botello film a 90-minute uh, pornography film with Zoe Keston, which he called his first feature film. This is the president's son. Smartest mm-hmm. man our president knows it was a porn star. But there wow. is no genitalia on the report. It's all right. redacted, some of which is right. playfully redacted with Hunter's crack teeth that the C- that CEFC paid for. We call them the white chiclets, white CEFC chiclets. Yeah, I, uh, I, I saw that. I had to close the door to my office when I was reviewing the report because my young granddaughter was. In yeah, my son's that. not allowed in my uh, office. And, and not even the redacted versions do I allow. <laughs> yeah, allow we wanted to be, to be able to, to, ha- to give it to yeah. a printer and say, because uh, yeah. it has an ISBN number. We're getting it printed in Florida. We're, get, we're getting a 3,000 3, unit order put in next week and so we're going to start with pre-orders now it's a good it'll be a good christmas gift it's the authoritative history there's about a dozen exclusive stories in this mm-hmm. uh so there is stuff that still hasn't been reported i've been badgering people the washington examiner the washington times to write about these exclusives that haven't that are buried in this haven't been talked about but other than that beyond those exclusive stories our contribution was very humble we didn't per, we didn't want to be the first on everything we Right. wanted to have a report that was airless uh, to the degree that it could, meaning there's no assertion of fact in here that has been disproven, uh, which is telling because it's a long one. You know, it's mm-hmm. 644 pages. So, Well, it's um, much heavier on fact than the, the Mueller report, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I wanna, since you mentioned Mar-a-Lago, I want to I get your opinion. And, and I know, uh, folks, uh, Garrett worked for Peter Navarro, uh, uh, in, in the Trump administration, uh, but so so he's going to have a, a perspective. But but this report is so factually tight uh, and footnoted uh, that, and it comes from uh, the best set of information that I could see. I mean, they've yeah. taken the laptop information and then researched it and footnoted it. Uh, so when you look at this document and, and all of these crimes. Uh, that uh, can go all the way up to the president, of the, the current president of the United States. And you compare and contrast that with uh, uh, what has happened to the Trump family and the 45th president of the United States. Uh, are they comparable? They're not comparable. And in our announcement video, we talked about the Mueller report. The Mueller report, at the very, in the, the most conservative estimate, it cost $17 million to produce. Yeah. And it took them over two years. 
uh, our I just got done with our 990 for 2021. <laughs> is we took an extension. It was like I think at the final count, it was $141,000 to produce this dossier, and it's not even comparable to the Mueller report. So it's literally one percent of the Mueller report's cost. And remember, the key allegations in the Mueller report, there was no evidence for. The main one being there under oath, Sean Henry, the co-founder of CrowdStrike, admitted. Mm-hmm under oath that there is no evidence of data exfiltration from foreign hackers to the DNC. The DNC was an inside job. It was an inside leak. Bill Benny has laid this out much, much more articulately than me. I have very little technical know-how. I rely on other people Mm -hmm. because they're better than me at that. And Bill Benny has proven that it could not have been exfiltrated from a foreign hacker. It was downloaded to a USB drive. Why is this relevant? The main allegation the main indictment was these "quote unquote" eleven cyber intelligence experts yeah. from Russia that Mueller right. indicted. The the FBI never took control of the server; they relied on CrowdStrike's word for it. When the CrowdStrike co-founder was finally put under oath, he said, "We didn't have actual evidence of the exfiltration." So their whole remediation and attribution mm-hmm. thing is a total fake. It's a so, total hoax. So so. Uh... So they don't have they don't even have the evidence that it was downloaded to a USB drive. Then, if they don't have actual evidence, it's CrowdStrike I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, they no. don't have the actual evidence a- that it was according according to their co-founder when he was finally put under oath and not on and not on MSNBC. He said mm-hmm. they had no evidence of exfiltration. So why okay. do I go back to that? By the way, I'm gonna I don't know this woman in real personally, but there's a great writer. Her name's Diana West. I'm not sure if you know of her. Uh, who mm-hmm. wrote uh, The Red Thread, and she's written about this extensively. She's a phenomenal writer, and I just want to plug her work. Again, I don't know her, but she has written on this extensively, and I start out at the DNC hack because that's the key lie. That's the big lie yeah. that started all these other lies. And so if we can... It's the foundation, folks. It's the foundation. The, the DNC hack is the foundation for Russian involvement, uh, which, a, which is an utter failure under that. the Mueller report, right? Exactly. And that was a key part of the Mueller report. They didn't determine anything. But why the FBI accepted CrowdStrike's word for it and not ta- and didn't take the server for their own investigation, considering mm-hmm. there was his own special counsel investigation called for this, is unconscionable. It only it all but proves that the FBI wanted plausible deniability and to wash their hands and said, we never saw it. But, we're just, but why they would even take CrowdStrike's word for it, nobody has ever answered that. Rod Rosenstein didn't answer for it when he was put on the stand. No mm-hmm. one did. And it's in by, the reason why they haven't is because it's so close to the bone. That gets yeah. them worked up more than anything. If you, That's where they'll start killing people. And there's mm-hmm. been a lot of allegations about Seth Rich. All we know for sure is that there's no evidence that it was exfiltrated. So right. then you go back to the circumstantial evidence of, of Assange and WikiLeaks putting out the reward. You got something there, but mm. nobody's investigated officially. Yeah. That might be our next thing at Marco Polo if we can get somebody to talk. Well, that's the thing is somebody needs to talk uh, because at some point your conscience has got to be cleared, folks, uh, because this is a, this is a debacle uh, uh, that has gravely damaged the United States of America. And I'm not just talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm talking about this whole mess with the Trump family and the Trump administration and the Trump campaign. Uh, it has it completely destroyed any credibility the United States intelligence services ever had, uh, even though we weren't that great in the first place from a credibility and, and a respect <laughs> perspective because we keep getting it wrong. Uh, 
even the military intelligence guys yeah. uh, do. Uh, but but what little we had is gone now, and, and we have our enemies that uh, are doing things that they would never have thought to do uh, before, like what Russia's doing with Ukraine, what China's looking to do with Taiwan. It's very obvious that they're probably going to go sooner rather than later uh, to go ahead and take the island, in my opinion. Uh, so it's a, it's a very important that accountability be had on the Russia collusion issue, the Mueller report, all of that mess. At some point, uh, we're going to get to the truth. And the interesting thing, uh, Garrett, is that with the with you guys' report, you have the data, you have the laptop, and it, the, you know the internal data that's on the laptop. So all of the connections that were ever made, uh, I don't know if folks. Everybody understands how Mac products work together, but they, they can all be linked. And it, it looked to me when, as I went through the report that, that Hunter was doing a lot of linking. Uh, yes, and so were members of his family uh, to, uh, to their devices, which means they're all sharing information. So you, you guys have, have laid out the facts as you saw them, documented them with footnotes and re- further research, uh, uh, in this document that makes a Mueller report, which we paid, I think, $27 million for. You said 17 I think it's yeah. about 27 million. I always million. pick the most conservative uh, <laughs> so the left-wingers, so the left-wingers yeah. can't say that I'm using yeah. a false denominator. Okay, but we'll go is, with $17 million, yes. uh, as opposed to 140000 ish yeah. or so for uh, something that's got the people. facts. It's just yeah. got the facts, you know? Uh, so even if, even if uh, uh, the, the weak politicians uh, don't ever... Uh, go take the next step and hold people accountable using the Hunter, uh, the Marco Polo report. We have the facts. We d- still do not have the facts on the mess from from before Trump came down the escalator to the end of his administration and beyond. We don't have the facts, it's and the American point. people deserve the facts. And we're not going to get our credibility as a nation back, a freedom-loving nation back, until we get those facts out and everybody's aware of them. It's a great point, and some people are mad at me because I can't go arrest these people myself. I wish I could, but I don't. I can't. Yeah. And so the most I can offer is truth. Now, some people, weirdly, Rob, they don't think that the truth is enough. They only want justice. Now, I, too, want justice, but the mm-hmm. truth is valuable in its own right. To me, yeah. justice is a bar right here, and truth is right here. And I yeah. think that uh, justice, you know, the history of the world is one of rape, pillage, and murder. And mm-hmm. so this American project was an aberration from that mostly. Yeah. And so we're we might be veering back to the normal of human history, which is just rape pillage and so to achieve justice is very difficult. It's a tragedy we haven't yet in the United States, and the only thing I can do is lay it out and give it to give it to people who can't effectuate justice very clearly. Because they're obviously yeah. not going to do the work to do the investigation themselves, sadly. Well, uh, Kevin McCarthy and, and uh, Jim Jordan and, uh, and, and Mr. Cromer, you have the document. Now. They do. You have the facts. Uh, they do. And, and they've all been sent to them. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all, all of the hard chargers, uh, Gates, uh, uh, Massey, all of those folks in the House uh, that I know of that are hard chargers, Chip Roy's one, uh, ought to be pouring through this with their staffs and and getting the collective it was, stuff together to to hit this hard. That's who we yeah. wrote it for. We wrote it at a, like a you know a tenth grade reading level. So yeah. it should. <clears throat> we wrote it for congressional staff, and Lauren Boebert has tweeted about mm-hmm. it. We've gotten one congresswoman on the record, um, okay. but 
we've had a lot of support in grassroots because our organization is grassroots. We're not mm-hmm. funded by any sure. uh, foundations or, or, or corporate entities. So it was all small dollar gifts. And so far the promotion, because there's no marketing budget, has been word of mouth. And so we're hoping mm-hmm. that a couple of a couple of elected officials will, again, they don't have to mention me. If they don't like Trump personally, they don't have to mention me. They can, they can, that's why I set up the group was to have something apart from me personally produce sure, this. Yeah. And I benefited enormously from people who were older than me, smarter than me, who had more experience, put this document together with me. And I bounced mm-hmm. ideas off of them all the time. Like for the first couple of months, I wanted to put all of the things in the columns in the narrative, like in the wording. And, you know, it was too much mm-hmm. and said, you know, somebody yeah. said, well, put a column at the, at the top of each page, put the who, where, what, and how, and what statues at the top of each page. And that alone just cleared the brush and it took the pressure off me. So I, yes, I'm doing the interview today. However, all of these guys are, are patriots and, uh, you know, it, it's, an, it's an indictment on the think tanks in Washington because I approached them with this idea in like March of 2021 and nobody would work with me. In fact, Colonel Ron Scott, who you alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. has been phenomenal. He's, he's actually in our report acknowledgments. He's one of the, he's one of the people who helped me, uh, not in the drafting, but just, just random questions that I had. Like, what's the mm-hmm. timeline on this? You know, what's the date that JP's father went to the Albuquerque field office? Right. All these things. And he was right there for all of it. That's and right. So That's I right. really appreciate his support. And other people along the way have been phenomenal. I've met so many good people through this. And again, I'm going to be talking about this publicly in Detroit on December 8th. If, and I'll, be ha- I'll have physical reports there, hopefully. And so for the next couple of months... I'm going to be talking about this. And, and what's, uh, some, what's the event on September or uh, December 8th? Yeah, it's 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 a Macomb County GOP event, and I went. I'm, okay. I'm choosing this one in particular because it was one of the counties they really messed up in 2020. Macomb, Detroit, and so uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be talking about that, and I'm going to be doing some other events. I'm planning. We were planning on a press conference in Delaware. I couldn't get them. I couldn't get the logistics worked out, but we're going to hopefully be doing that in 2023, right in the heart of of Joe's. You know, Absolutely. Of, 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 uh, of, of Joe's uh, hometown. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a phenomenal report, folks. I mean, you, you, we haven't really talked about the salacious stuff. Uh, uh, and, and it's not important from the fact matter that it's salacious. It's just it's just how when you're somebody like me or Garrett uh, or Colonel Scott that you mentioned, Garrett. Yes, uh, we, we served. Uh, uh, my, in my own case, over three decades, I was, I was in the intelligence business for a little bit and I, and I'm a user of intelligence, uh, quite uh, prolifically. Yeah. Uh, so when, uh, when I see, uh, the president's son, uh, uh, in this whole chapter about this activity, uh, sex, uh, sex in the sex trade and, uh, both as a user, and it appears to be some some connections to human and sex trafficking. Two examples, yeah, really two documented bad. examples of human yeah. trafficking. And yeah, I mean, there's that's, a, that's blackmail material right there. It's the president of the United States' son. 101, and there's, there's a couple of asks. I wouldn't say asks. There's a couple of suggestions for any congressional investigators who have the subpoena power. Get the phone records from Joe's second iPhone that Rosemont Seneca paid for. And then subpoena this woman named Ekaterina Mareva, who's a pimp, a literal pimp, transnational pimp, who runs UberGFE.com, which is a human trafficking site that Hunter used all over the nation. Ukrainian women, Russian women, all foreigners. 
Mm-hmm. She needs to be subpoenaed and indicted. But th- that there's that's a total rat's nest. So many times writing yeah. this report, my guys would be like, Gary, you got to you got to stay focused because I see there's so many rat's nests here. Well, like, that's why depth- that's why I said, you know, it's not it's not that uh, the important part about the sex piece of it is not uh, uh, about the salaciousness of it. It's it's about the impact on the federal government of the United States and its credibility, yes. uh, both not in the, just in the intelligence world, but across the board when you're talking about the son of the president of the United States. Yep. And he and every by the way, he's not apologized once. Right. So as Christians, right. uh, forgiveness and repentance matters. It's it it's unique among the religions of the world to to truly believe in in redemption. Hunter has not apologized for anything. His attorney, Kevin Morris, personally threatened me in my nonprofit and said I needed to pick out good outfits for jail and said he was going to bankrupt me and my parents. His words, not mine. There's a story mm-hmm. in the Daily Mail about it. And so we've seen no repentance on the behalf on, on, on Hunter's on the behalf of Hunter or Kevin Morris. Joe only talks about Hunter's drug addiction. So what he's what is he trying to do? He's sympathy shopping. Every single thing the left the yeah. left puts out is Hunter was an addict. Half of Wall Street does cocaine. Okay, that's yeah. not an excuse for getting accountability for your actions just because you were doing drugs. No, uh, and it's not an excuse for uh, not just being held accountability accountable for your personal <laughs> actions, but but the damage that you've caused to the United States of America. I mean, these aren't just individuals; uh, they're not just human beings. They, they, they are the United States of America right now, whether we like it or not. Yeah, they're I mean, what represents. Joe Biden is the United States of America right now. He's and his our son Hunter representative. Yeah. Is, uh, is part of that team, and he's an active part of that team. Uh, yeah. You've seen him at White House events. Uh, so, uh, and Joe said he's, he talks to him every day, and he's the smartest man he's ever known. So we have to make that assumption, man. We have yeah, to let, let, let's, let's take Joe at his word on that one. It'd be yeah. one thing if they shipped him off to a Montana cabin, right? And he he did his sure. little do, he did his doodles out there with his but Chinese no. with his Chinese communist uh, broker, right? That's a great point, George Burgess, who's a portly little man, and he bragged about all his Chinese collectors that he had, and they, they were mm. just, by the way, ringing up his phone. That's what he said in an interview, looking for Hunter Biden's art. <laughs> yeah, uh, the oh, art the world is a, is a prolific uh, money laundering operation, just like the Insane. operation of sending billions of defense dollars to the Ukraine and then back to uh, uh, to uh, political donations or FDX uh, uh, for yes. that matter. Yeah, we uh, when that story uh, dropped, we checked the i we checked the Biden laptop emails. Nothing on Sam. Um, okay. But I think he too was a front man, right? Hunter is the bag man. That was his role. I think that yeah. Sam Bankman Freed was the bag man. I don't know yeah. if he knew about all the money laundering. I, I think he knew about the money laundering. I'm, I'm just not convinced he was smart enough to run the whole thing. I think there's other he's a front man for somebody else. And um, haven't it's, seen it's him. A, haven't seen him a little bit in interviews uh, very recently. He, he's not smart enough to have been running that operation. No, so, he was just the guy yeah. dumb enough to put his name on the donations. And by, yeah. you know, second biggest for Joey. Yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried. He's going to get his fifteen minutes of fame, and uh, and he just got it. Now he now he's going to get thrown to the curb and out of the crash heap <laughs> of, of history. And and Joe Biden's not going to take up for him. Uh, yep. Now, some people will try to, but but he'll he's going to go the way of Barry Madoff, I think. Uh, yep, and uh, you know, one thing we we mentioned is is we we use Ashley Biden's confirmed. This is not alleged. His confirmed diary 
They even prosecuted two people about it in the Southern mm-hmm. District of New York. We use yeah. that diary in one way in the report. Biden's use, daughter, right? Biden's daughter, Ashley yeah. Biden, the only yeah, child right. of the first lady and the president. We use the diary to corroborate things on the laptop. So we go back and forth. It's not just because okay. we want, we want yeah. to read a, a woman. By the way, it's not a girl's diary. She was 38 when she wrote it. It's really a right. journal, a rehab journal. She talks mm-hmm. about uh, inappropriate showers with her father. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks she was molested at a young age. And then we use other entries in the diary to corroborate the laptop because Ashley talks about her daddy running for president at the exact same time that Hunter is texting her on his laptop. So Amazing. it's it's an insane story. So why do I bring up Ashley? It's to say that it's not just Hunter. It'll, it'll, yeah. Everybody knows about the, the biblical prodigal son story. No, 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 no. Ashley's a sex and drug addict. Um, Hallie Biden, Bo's widow was having an affair with Hunter. She was a crack cocaine addict. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing, Frankie Biden is a drunk, and he actually got caught stealing two DVDs from a blockbuster. He stuffed them in his pants, and we, we found his mugshot. Also, the, along with Hunter's unacknowledged daughter, Frankie Biden has an unacknowledged daughter. So there's two females in the Biden family who didn't even make it onto obituaries. They basically pretend the girls don't exist. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing report. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, Thank you. Give me the chance to talk to oh. you about it for this hour, Gary. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for Dennis for introducing us. Absolutely. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, and uh, we will promote it. Yeah. Uh, Thank know, this you very sh- much. This show is being recorded, folks. So if you miss it or you want to watch, you know, if you only caught a snippet of it, it'll, it'll get rebroadcast and then posted on the website next week after Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, we will continue to put it out there, and uh, we'll tag you on your uh, your new Twitter account and uh, see if we can get you some followers too, Gary. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. God bless you. Have a Thanksgiving. God bless you, my friend. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Garrick Siegler, the founder of Marco Polo, Polo a 501c3 that put the Marco Polo report on Hunter Biden's laptop together and has published it. It's 600 plus pages, 2,020 footnotes, that it documents all the data on the laptop and a lot of data that came into and out of the laptop to different devices with the Biden family and what I'll just call the Biden crime syndicate because it sure looks, sounds, and acts like a mafia style operation. So if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. The Biden crime syndicate is alive and well. And uh, our Congress, our Republican Congress, you, you hear me, Mr. McCarthy, you need to look at this, not from Hunter's perspective, but there are crimes that President Joe Biden is linked directly to all throughout this 600 plus page report. Uh, and it's very well done. So let's get to work and get some accountability in the United States government again, instead of this craziness we've seen since 2015. Until next week, I'm Rob Manus.